Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the The Best Hawaii podcast. My name is Olena Hugh, and I'm the founder, creator, and your host of the The Best Hawaii TV show, along with the podcast that you're listening to right now. If you're a fan of the show, thank you so much. If this is your first time, aloha. Welcome. Uh, in the past, I gave you travel updates and Hawaii updates, and on a regular basis, you'll hear stories about local businesses, restaurants, and people. I was thinking about how I'm going to move forward, and you know, obviously with COVID in a state of flux and changing, and then a lot of travel guidelines constantly evolving and changing and adapting, I was thinking... Um, you know, there aren't really any travel updates to be given on a regular basis at this time. Um, and so perhaps I could share weekly updates about, you know, experiences that I've had or places that I've gone to and kind of talk to you about those. So it's incorporating, you know, the best of Hawaii, but also with a little bit of travel and events and things like that. So I actually had a couple of things that I flew over to Maui and Hawaii Island for. And so I figure I'll start with those, kind of talking about those experiences and hopefully you find them interesting. Um, So the first one is Maui Ag Fest. And they actually hadn't had the event for two years because of the situation with travel and COVID and whatnot. But if you can visualize what AgFest is, it's 4-H meets the farm fair, meets a farmer's market, and taste of Honolulu, or taste of Hawaii, like, you know, chefs from around the island of Maui. It is actually quite a spectacular event. It's held at the Maui War Memorial event field, so it's about maybe a 10-minute drive from the Kahului Airport. And it really is quite an exceptional event that brings the community together, farmers together, those in agriculture, those in livestock, um, children. They've got food trucks from around the island. And then they also have, um, you know, various farmers and people that create things like at a farmer's market just all over. There's a huge tent that has a lot of made in Hawaii or made in Maui products, including like candles and soaps and bags and coffee and all that jazz. And then in the other tent, you'll have your fresh fruits and vegetables and all your farmers. In addition to that, (laughs) there's another tent that also has education, um, you know, things for kids and families to learn more about sustainable agriculture, solar energy, you know, just farming in general, Um, chrysalis, the life of a butterfly. Uh, For example, this year there was a lady that was dressed as a carrot, you know, and then um, a lot of places are giving out, you know, seeds so you can learn how to plant and grow your own fruits and vegetables. Um, And so it's just a really cool event. They have live entertainment, Um, started off with a band, um, then they had like taiko drumming in the beginning and a hula halau. But, you know, if you're a foodie and like me as a food writer, the highlight of this event is actually what's called the Grand Taste. And so this is what's kind of similar to the Taste of Honolulu. If you remember back in the day, Taste of Honolulu was, um, you know, the, the island's top chefs 
gathered outside preparing a dish and you'd pay, you know, a ticket fee to get in and you'd get to taste, you know, whatever they were making. So this is very similar. There are 12 of the best chefs on the island pretty much. And of course, they're going to be coming from your restaurants and hotels and whatnot. But what they do is they actually partner them with a local farmer and inspire them to create a dish based on a specific ingredient. And in years past, they actually had different themes. Um, The theme this year was to be able to create a dish that someone could make at home. So that was supposed to be kind of like the resounding theme when you were um, composing your dish, that it would be something that like, say for instance, it had like ulu as the main ingredient, ulu's, you know, breadfruit. Um, So it would be something that, you know, someone would be able to try and then it would come with the recipe. So it would hopefully inspire, you know, folks at home and with families or, you know, even if you're single to, to grab a ulu fruit one day and then make whatever the dish was. So um, it was quite a wonderful experience. Um, The chefs really are outstanding and they made a variety of things like ulu poke and veggie burgers and fresh fish ceviche, um, sous vide, oxtail stew, I think it was. and it was just, it's an abundance of food, but they actually serve it in like a little tasting size. So you can actually go and try all 12 courses and then go back for whatever else you want. So you definitely don't leave hungry. Um, folks were stuffed because it was just a lot of food, but um, it was really interesting. There was one chef and he created a dish entirely made out of kalo or taro. He used the leaves to make a bao bun, and then he used the taro root to make um, like a potato patty, and then he used you know whatever else from the taro plant to make a garnish on top with some tomato. So it was just a really surprisingly delicious and creative dish that the entire thing was made out of harnessing the entire plant. So that was really cool. That actually won for best. Um, for best vegetarian dish and then best overall is a restaurant that actually hasn't even opened yet called 1111 which is if i recall correctly peruvian sushi (laughs) so um this chef actually created a snapper ceviche which had like peruvian corn like a crispy peruvian corn which was kind of like corn nuts Um, and then it had, you know, the citrus from the ceviche and the fresh fish snapper. Um, and then it had some kind of orange topping. I can't recall exactly what the ingredients were, but it was very light. It was very refreshing on like a hot summer day. It was just the perfect treat. It was the balance of acid with citrus, with creamy, with that unctuousness from the fresh sashimi grade snapper. Uh, and so that was the overall, like most outstanding winner of the whole thing, And that guy's restaurant hasn't even opened yet. (laughs) So uh, I do believe they do have um, something on Instagram if you want to try to check them out. But that was by far the star of of the whole event. And it was just really surprising. Apparently, that particular chef was filling in for someone that had backed out at the last minute. So it was just kind of a last minute thing. So that was really cool. Uh, But in the end... um, 
at the event itself, you know, my whole process of when I get there is I eat. So I stop by, you know, one of my favorite food trucks. I grab breakfast.、Um, they also have a special pancake breakfast, which honors the island's local farmers. And、um, I didn't take part in it, I just sat with everybody that was eating their pancake breakfast. But I stopped by Maui Fresh Streetery, which is a food truck. That actually donates all of their tips to a local charity every month. And each month, he also changes his menu based on whatever kind of theme of cuisine that he wants to do. So, for my breakfast that day, I started off with、um, eggplant quesadilla that was made, I think it was caponata style. So, it was kind of Italian with like capers and onions. And it was delicious, it was huge. And it had a fresh green salad with it, and it was really good. So, that was a nice way to start the day. And then I had a few hours to browse around and take a look at the, you know, the farmer's market side and then the vendors. And then when it got hot, I actually bought a popsicle from Shaka Pops.、Um, I don't really know too much about them, they were pretty busy. I guess、um, the most popular popsicle they had that day was like a lava flow, which was a coconut popsicle with like a strawberry topping.、Um, I actually got the passion orange guava popsicle, which, yes, tasted exactly like drinking passion orange guava juice. So that was really good and、uh, just a nice, sweet, refreshing, cold treat.、Uh, and then some of the standouts as far as vendors, there were a lot of really great, rare. Exotic plants.、Um, and then there w a s these really, really, really cute bags that were made out of the, I don't recall exactly what you call it, but you know, when they harvested the coffee,、um, the coffee bags are, let me Google it really fast. Coffee bags.、Um, I can't recall, but it's that like fabric, that rough, like woolly fabric.、Um, but they took these vintage looking bags and they made handbags and、um, pouches and purses out of them. And it would say like Kauai coffee and things like that. So that those were super cute. I was trying to think of people that I could buy it for as gifts because I don't need any more bags. But、um, I just remember like, like these are adorable. <laughs> Uh, there was another company that had like handmade soaps and、um, all natural bug repellent, insect repellent, and so those kind of things. You know, it's just you kind of stumble upon these really interesting finds.、Um, and then another thing that's really interesting, it can sometimes be a little heartbreaking, is the 4 H、uh, tent where they have, you know, cows and pigs and goats that children have actually raised. It's a part of their.、Um, It's this whole process that they actually raise the animal, and it's a youth development and mentoring organization.、Um, and then they bring their animal to the event, and then they get auctioned off. So, the only reason why I say it can be kind of heartbreaking is because sometimes the children get attached to the animal.、Um, this year, I didn't see anybody crying or anybody upset. <laughs> But it's definitely really interesting and does give you a better appreciation for all the hard work that goes into nurturing and farming. And、um, the animals are absolutely beautiful and very well taken care of. So 
it's a, a good opportunity to walk through um, and also see the creative names that the kids come up for their pets. Well, they're not pets, but um, there was a big pig that her name was Shaniqua. <laughs> and so we all got a really big laugh out of um, taking a gander over at Shaniqua. <laughs> uh, but the animals are eventually auctioned off and then they are usually purchased by a hotel or a restaurant and you can imagine what happens after they make their way over to the restaurant <laughs> but you know it's a part of life death is also a part of life um so that was my day trip to maui and it's called maui Agfest. And it's usually held every June over on the island of Maui, and it's part of the Maui County Farm Bureau. Um, so technically, the name is called Maui Ag Fest and 4-H Livestock Fair. And if you want to get more information on it, it's uh, MauiCountyFarmBureau.org. Uh, let's see. They don't have a date on the website yet for next year um, but another great thing to mention is the event is free so the only thing is they do charge for parking in the park stadium parking lot because it's at the um, war memorial uh, event um, park and so that is five dollars per vehicle if you choose to park at the war memorial stadium parking lot Again, $5. And if you want to join the Farmer's Legacy Pancake Breakfast, that is $12 for adults and $6 for children that are 6 to 12 years old. Children under 5 are free. And that's just pancakes, eggs, rice, and sausage. Uh, let's see. And then after that, you have all your food trucks, um, all the vendors, and then the entertainment. And so it usually starts at... 8.15 is when the breakfast starts, and then the 4-H livestock exhibit starts at 10, and this year the grand taste started at 2, and then the whole event is done at 4.30, so if you want to check it out, it was a really great experience, um, and then just want to note that it is the Maui County Farm Bureau is a 501c five organization nonprofit and they do a really great job supporting local farmers agriculture sustainability um made in maui products uh and so yeah it's a really good uh experience to be there to bring your family or to go shopping and so i'd highly recommend it so that is actually gonna wrap up this podcast and for my next one I spent the day over on Hawaii Island planting 200 koa trees. That's right. I will give you all the details on that coming up next time. Thanks for tuning in. Aloha.